Welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Welcome, Welcome back, back, you guys. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Welcome to our podcast where we complain about Mormon stuff. Yay! <laughs> and we're bitter and we're too chatty. <laughs> and uh, I feel like we got a, a recent one, a review that I sent to you. They called us, they said that we sounded like teenage girls. So, Thanks, because I'm old, so I, I know I was like, "That's a compliment. I'll take it. Thank you." <laughs> but yes, welcome back. Thanks for being here with us. We took a week off because Sarah was doing some traveling that we'll hear about later oh, in this episode. <laughs> yes, yeah, so sorry we had the week off, but Katie did a great job on social media. Well. While I was off and um, we got some great messages and stories and comments and all the things from you guys. Sure did. Also, Um, before I forget, because my memory is like a hamster, um, birthday shout out to one of our patrons. Oh, yeah. Uh, Happy birthday. It's actually, is it today? Yeah, it's today. Uh, Today's the 14th, right? Yeah, so today we're recording the 14th. Uh, our patron, Joanne, it's your her birthday today. So Ooh, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Joanne. Um, so yeah, if you guys didn't know, if you become, if you join us on Patreon, um, then we give you access to our like personal social media accounts. And then that lets us follow you like on Facebook and stuff. So we can see when your birthday is and we can start doing birthday shout outs. So Anyways, just another perk of Patreon. Speaking of which, we have a new patron. <laughs> oh, we do? <laughs> yeah, Jenny. New patron, Jenny. Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Thanks for joining us. Um, thanks, Jenny. Yeah. Big thanks to all of you. You all yeah. are amazing. Thanks for our, our, yeah, all of our patrons. Not just the ones, the new ones and... Yeah, everyone. And also just the ones, as we say every episode, which I'm sorry, <laughs> you can skip past it because we chat too much. But I think it's important just to mention, too, like if you're not able to do Patreon, that's totally fine. We just appreciate your support listening and, you know, liking us and reviewing us and helping us in our community and like having our backs when there are trolls attacking us left and right. <laughs> yeah. That's also supporting us. So thank you, guys. You're yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! Um, what else? What else has happened since the last time we recorded? Well, general conference happened. Eek! And that sucked. But I, <laughs> I feel like it always sucks. And I ranted about it a little bit on Patreon already. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that could always be a topic for another time. But maybe we can do that next week. Maybe we can pick our because we did that the last journal conference, right, where we picked our like the ones that made us the most grossed out just based (laughs) on the topic, the the title alone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. so if you guys are interested, listeners, if you're like, yeah, do that again, let's because we can dive pretty deep into those topics, because now when I I see the titles, they're like these stupid quotes that everyone posts <laughs> on their social media. And I can say that because I used to be that person who would be like, general conference weekend is the best. Here's a quote from Bednar or from, uh, what's his name? Deep. Oh Dieter 
Oofdorf. Oh, I can't believe I forgot his name. That's he's sad. like everyone's favorite. I don't know. Yeah, I used to have a mad crush on him. I was like, oof, what a silver Ew. fox. Oh, God. Sarah, no. <laughs> no, I did, guys. I did. Um, yeah, so we could do an episode on that because those are some gross talks. And I can't handle, like, I'm so tempted to get rid of all these people on my Facebook just because, you know, it'd probably make them happy, too. If I stop following them and then they stop sawing my, like, sawing, that's my English, if they stop seeing my posts. But also, it's just good, it's good material. It's real good material if you keep following them, you know? It really is. It really is. That's why I still follow a few. It's funny because I'm actually a part of the group, the ex-Mormons worldwide, that, um, I don't want, I don't know if she wants us to say her name, but, uh, Okay. Anyway, one of our listeners and supporters, she uh, suggested that I follow this group on Facebook. And uh, so I'm in that group, but it's funny because I'm also still a part of the LDS single 25 plus group. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so up because like in this ex-Mormon worldwide group, they'll post like a meme that's like a funny one that's an ex-Mormon. And literally right underneath that on my Facebook page will be the one for the LDS single <laughs> one. So it's like a pro-Mormon meme. And I'm like, ah, this is so good. That's amazing. That's awesome. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So uh, for today's topic, I guess we're ready to just jump into it. Um, it's We're going to be talking a little bit about, I guess, we can start with the Book of Mormon musical, right? Because as Sarah, Sarah's going to tell you a little story. <laughs> but she was able to see the Book of Mormon musical recently. So we'll Guys. start there and continue. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I'm so sorry for those listeners who feel like I dominate the podcast. <laughs> oh because this is going to be a lot of me talking today. So if you're already like, fuck and how this girl. This is the podcast. It's what we do is talk. Oh, sorry about it. Here goes again, dominating the conversation. It's all about her and her chatty stories no one gives a fuck about. But anyway, um, so it's going to be about me t- <laughs> telling you a little story that connects with the Book of Mormon musical. Also, I brought out my treasured journal yes. because we stopped on a few entries. Like, I, I think I only got into like 10 or so. And uh, they're, they're quite relevant to uh, this topic as well. So cool, cool. Tied it all in together. It's the Sarah hour. Let's sit back, <laughs> enjoy, and uh, yeah. prepare. Okay, so this past weekend, I went to London to visit my boyfriend's family and, like, see his house for the first time. So we went to see the Book of Mormon musical on a Thursday evening. And if you haven't seen it, like, oh, my God, you have to. It Isn't is it the greatest so thing? Good. Like, yeah, it's I am. Um, amazing. I was able, my boyfriend, he, it was like a couple of years before I even saw the musical. Uh, we got the soundtrack. And so I would listen to the soundtrack all the time. I thought it was hilarious and, um, you know, just based on the songs. And so then when we finally were able to go see the musical, it was just that much more 
amazing, like putting it all together. So I'm so happy you were able to finally see it. And yeah, listeners, if you haven't, try to go see it because it's really good. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I I didn't want to look up any of the songs or know what the musical was based on because I just kind of wanted to go in and have like the full experience where yeah. I didn't know anything. I had no expectations. I had nothing like just be completely like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. I don't know what's going to happen and what's what's going on or if I'm going to like the right, songs. Right. Mm-hmm. So we go. So I went with my boyfriend and his sister and his sister didn't know much. I mean, I think they're they might listen to this episode. So I'm sorry if this is not accurate. You can correct me later. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think she knew much about Mormonism before. And I, I don't think she knew what like exactly the Book of Mormon musical. Like at first she thought it. I think she thought it was like a pro Book of Mormon, like pro Mormonism <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was kind of like, wait, what? Why would we watch that? Um, so also she kind of went into it like, oh, okay, crazy. And, uh, obviously my boyfriend knows about it now because of me. And so I've told him a lot of the stories and stuff and like he's experienced it. So he knows more, but it's even next level as an ex-Mormon, because I feel like you just get so much more out of it. Cause you get all oh, those yeah. inside jokes. Like you get oh, all there's so many inside jokes and nuanced bits of humor that exactly are amazing like... as an ex-Mormon. And like we were saying before we started recording, it's even that much funnier because everything is accurate. They didn't make up anything. It's <laughs> no. actually all truly what Mormons believe. And so that makes it even better. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, at one point, I don't remember which part it was because I'm not going to give it anything away in the Book of Mormon musical because if you haven't seen it. I think it's better if you don't know that much about it and then you go and watch it because it's just brilliant. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like at one point they're talking about the Mormon beliefs, but obviously making a funny song about it. And either I leaned over or my boyfriend leaned over and was like, you believe that. And I'm like, it's so embarrassing <laughs> because it's true. Like they didn't change any of it. Like, it's 100% what Mormons believe in, but how they present it, you're just like, oh, my God, that's so stupid that I believe that for 20 years can, of my life. They put it that way. Now I see how truly <laughs> ridiculous it is, which is probably why active Mormons find it so offensive and blasphemous when it's just like actually what they believe just shown not in a quote-unquote reverent light you know (laughs) (laughs) well I was telling his family before that when the Book of Mormon musical came out I was like a very devout Mormon so of course I was offended by it I was like oh my god this is so blasphemous and like (laughs) these heathens like and I don't know if you remember Katie but when it came out in London like they had this campaign in London that was like the Mormon church did one that was like supposed to um uh, be louder than the Book of Mormon musical so it was like the I am Mormon campaign or something originally in, in London. For Satan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like I oh, remember I didn't as, know that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they had um I think it was it's the I I am Mormon campaign. I don't remember, but they had that um, English singer who's Mormon. Who oh was yeah, like, like I'm campaign. I'm such and such, and I'm a Mormon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like in an attempt to 
basically be louder than the Book of Mormon musical. Oh, how funny. Quick question before we continue, because since you were a devout Mormon when this came out, I've heard a couple of Mormons talk about it where uh, they've said, like, you know, the Book of Mormon musical, even though it is irreverent and blasphemous, it's actually been a good thing because it's caused people to be curious about our church and lots of people have been baptized from it. And I am over here just like, you're lying out your butt. That is not true. <laughs> like, but that is, that, that's such a good point that you bring up because it is true that that's basically what the church taught you to respond in regards to the Book of Mormon musical because I also said that same response. Yeah. I, I think it was like it was a- one person ever like being interested and then actually converting. And I like, because I looked it up, I was trying to find actual stats on that. And I think I found like one person that got baptized and they make it seem like it's this huge phenomenon of people being like, wow, let's find out more about this church. And that's, <laughs> Look, you guys, if you see this musical, there's no way in hell you're going to leave and be like, well, I want to join this religion now. (laughs) I want to be like that. (laughs) If if you do, you have some issues that, like, I don't know. There's there's no way that you would want to join the church after seeing that musical. But no, I remember when I moved to Chicago, um, one of my coworkers um, was talking about the musical because I think it was in Chicago at that time or on tour in Chicago I don't really remember but he was saying like oh have you seen that and I was like no I haven't and he asked me what I thought about it and I told him the same thing I was like well you know I'm sure it makes fun of the Mormon church but at least it like it brings to light like the church in general and gets people curious about the religion and and I did my classic like you know, and I'm always open to answer any questions that anyone has about Mormonism, and I'm happy to do so, and like, blah, 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 blah. I'll answer any questions as long as they're not about Joseph Smith's polygamy (laughs) or Brigham Young's murder, murdering rampages. (laughs) I'll answer other stuff, though. Golden plates. (laughs) (laughs) So, good. Anyways. So this musical, I just, yeah, it's so good. You have to watch it. It's funny. It's hilarious, but it's spot on. Like every Mm -hmm. single song and every single line, I was like, yep, yep. I can relate to that. that, that." uh So I wanted uh to talk about one in particular, one of the songs. Um, Man, it's so hard though. I feel like we could do an episode per song. Like, I, I seriously feel like we could, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should, because there's even one that I, I would love to do an entire episode on, which I think you've already named one of our podcast episodes on. Maybe our mental health one, the Turn It Off. Oh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like we could even do a follow-up, because I didn't realize that that was from the Book of Mormon musical. Oh, yeah, hmm Yeah, and then when I was watching it, I'm like, oh, my God, that's from it's from the musical. Anyways. So the song that like really resonated with me this past weekend is Spooky Mormon Dream. Yes, yeah, Spooky Mormon Hell Dream. <laughs> spooky Mormon Hell Dream. That's right. I left out the hell. So <laughs> I won't go into double hockey hell. sticks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good. So good. 
Um, I won't go into the details so you guys can watch the musical, but basically the premise is that, you know, as as Mormons and ex-Mormons, if you commit, a, I'm doing air quote, a sin, sometimes you have these dreams that you feel like are so vivid and real and it's basically like God cursing you or like demons are possessing you or you wake up in the middle of the night and you're terrified and you have these like night terrors thinking that the demons are going to get you. And your poor friend is like, what the hell is going on? Like, why are you convinced that there's a demon in the room when there's not? Um, So (laughs) one of the songs is based on that. Like, and it was funny because my boyfriend leader, he's like, oh, yeah, like, that's that's what you were like, what you've gone through that I've witnessed. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. It's not just me. Like, it's not just the thing that I go through. It's like common with almost every Mormon, but also ex-Mormon, it's something that, like, I sometimes still have, like, it's not near as often as it was before, like, I would say, even in the last year, it's, it's cut down a lot, but when he and I first got together, like, I had them quite often, and it was, it was really intense, um, and just, you know, this, this idea of fear, like, it's so much fear-based, like, you're, curse if anything wrong goes in your life or if you commit an air quote a sin again you know like you feel like you're going to be condemned or that you're going to hell and that you know God's cursing you and that you're such a disappointment and you're ashamed and like all these things like Satan has somehow tricked you and now has a hold of you and yeah. And that's really scary. Like the idea of when you, cause I used to believe that Satan was a literal entity and yeah. he had literal demons that try to trick you and control you. And uh, then, yeah, it affects obviously your dreams and your psyche and all of that for sure. It's, it's terrifying. And I mean, I feel like Katie and I, we've talked about this, offline and also on the podcast a few times but even this idea of like you know what you just mentioned that you no longer believe that satan is an entity anymore or that he's this real being or that it's you know like even with scary movies that maybe have like demons or the devil or whatever for me i'm I'm a lot better than what i used to be but i still can't watch that kind of stuff because it really does like trigger for me as yeah. well like I still get really scared and I'll, I'll think like oh my god if I watch this movie about someone being possessed or a devil like I'm gonna think that it's real and again it's not near as bad as it was before but because you know if you grow up Mormon you are ingrained to think that there is definitely a heaven and a hell there's a god and there's a Lucifer <laughs> a devil um <laughs> And, you know, it's just heaven and hell either. There's like different levels of heaven. And if you don't get to the top one, if you're at the bottom one, you're hanging out with Hitler. And even Hitler is better than going to outer darkness, which is where apostates go. So exactly. That's, so that's, that's where Kate so and I will be. Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be in outer darkness, you know, chilling. Um but also, yeah, and that's the other good point, too, is that there's also different levels of heaven. There's different degrees of hell. There's, like, all of these areas where it's, like, fuck, like, it's it's terrifying. It's so much fear-based. And also, I think we've mentioned this before, too, that this idea of the Mormon doctrine is kind of, not even kind of, it's definitely, 
definitely that whenever you leave the church and if you're an apostate, like you're automatically possessed by demons. Yeah. Like you've been, um, you've been tricked and possessed because yeah. otherwise you would still be in the church. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for a while I was constantly like scared of that and like, Oh my God, I, I am too scared to go to bed tonight. Like I don't want to turn off my lights. I still had this fear of like going to bed past midnight because the Holy Ghost goes to bed at midnight. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, if I go to bed at like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m., then I'm just opening the doors for being possessed. And I want to ask is what time does the Holy Ghost wake up? What time does the Holy Ghost set their alarm clock for in the morning? Are they like 6 a.m. or is it more like 9? I don't know. (laughs) And with the time zones, I'm always like, how how do you calculate that? I think that that totally played into my fear of the dark as a kid because you're taught that the Holy Ghost could, could leave you and then you're susceptible to demons like when it's dark. That's so based and gross. (laughs) It's so gross and just, yeah, terrifying. So much fear. So much fear and shame constantly. Um, Sorry, did you have a point before I... Um, I don't want to dominate the conversation, (laughs) Well, I have something kind of interesting that I could share before you continue, which uh, I I found it's called uh, Religious Trauma Syndrome. And um, Dr. Marlene Wynell, she's a doctor of psychology. She's an expert on religious trauma syndrome. And she defines it as it's a function of both the chronic abuses of harmful religion and the impact of severing one's connection with one's faith and faith community. It can be compared to a combination of PTSD and complex PTSD. Losing one's faith or leaving one's religion means the death of one's previous life, the end of reality as it was understood. It's a huge shock to the system and it needs to be recognized as trauma. And then she goes on to say that um, specifically in Mormonism, if you grew up Mormon, you were taught from a young age that safety and happiness depend on obedience and loyalty to the church. Following the prophet is presented as equivalent to following God. Children and adults are warned that Satan wants to deceive you. So this is called phobia indoctrination, which like we were saying, it's fear indoctrination. And this is a type of spiritual abuse because it causes you to distrust your instincts. It leads you to believe feelings come from outside of you. And if you've left the church, but you continue to be worried Satan may be influencing influencing you even if you don't believe in him you're experiencing the consequence of that indoctrination it's not reality but it's trauma it's like very akin to ptsd so that's why and like the symptoms of it are things like anxiety and panic attacks guilt and shame insomnia exhaustion nightmares and night terrors um, confusion, difficulty concentrating, hopelessness, um, you know, trouble making decisions, all that kind of stuff. So this is a very, very real thing. Um, so yeah, like the Book of Mormon musical kind of makes light of it and makes it funny. But I just thought that was interesting to bring up that it really is like a syndrome, a traumatic syndrome. Oh my God, everything that you were listing, like all of the symptoms, I'm like, I've gone through every single one of those and still do. That's insane. 
Yeah. So especially when people, yeah, when you're told like in the church, you're afraid to leave, you're afraid of Satan and being cursed and demons because you think they're real and you're being told they're real. And then once you leave, you still, you, you don't believe in them, but you've been traumatized Mm. and that's what you're experiencing. Interesting, right? It's really interesting. I feel like we could just do a whole other episode on that, too. Like, that's a really yeah. good point. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. I wow. Throw that in there. And um, how you brought up, like, the scary movies thing. I've yeah. only very recently, like, within the past couple of years, been able to watch scary movies without that. Uh, triggering feeling of like there's evil spirits in the room and I'm very grateful that I don't have that anymore but it's taken a lot of time to get rid of like I used I wouldn't even watch do you remember the movie The Exorcism of Emily Rose oh my god Uh, I've never seen that because I'm so so scared I (laughs) (laughs) I thought like when I watched that I was like kind of leaving Mormonism but I thought that there were demons in the room and I it was terrifying, but now it doesn't affect me, luckily, but I totally get what you're saying. Like, you you get those, like, creeped out feelings, and then you're like, oh, well, there must be demons. I must be being cursed because I'm not supposed to be watching this movie. <laughs> exactly, yeah, and the, such a good segue. So we're all into, like, this whole idea of feeling cursed and feeling like you have these terror and dreams, but I just wanted to, to highlight one of the comments or the symptoms that you brought up that I I never would have associated with the trauma of leaving the church, but this inability to make decisions. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I actually find it interesting because I feel like now that I have left the church, I am, I'm much better at making decisions mm-hmm. than when I was in the church, which I think is interesting that they're saying that, I guess, but I can understand the point that they're bringing up. I think for me, because we talked about this when I did the episode, or when we, I, God, I'm so selfish. When I, only me, did the episode, not Katie, no one else, um, on personal revelation, like mm. that for me was so difficult to ever make a decision as a Mormon because you're taught in Mormonism to pray and that you will get the answer for what decision is right. Yeah. But I yeah. would never get like a very, like, obvious answer and so people would always just tell me like oh it's because you're not praying enough you're not reading the scriptures you're not worthy enough blah 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 and so I'd be like I don't know what decision to make and I would be almost paralyzed like I Mm. couldn't make a decision because I didn't know like what if I make the wrong decision then I'm like gonna fuck up my life and then I'm not gonna be able to get married and get you know go through the temple and have a family and go to the celestial kingdom and blah 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 so every little decision was like it was paralyzing for me basically to make any type of decision. Um, so I think it's interesting that that's one of the the symptoms or signs yeah. of trauma. I can, I can totally see that. And I can, I guess I can see the other side too, or cause I know people that are active, very active Mormons and they'll base like almost all of their decisions on prayer. And they think, I think they think it's actually an answer from God when actually what they're doing is just thinking it through in their head and using their best judgment. And it kind of helps them make a decision that way, even uh, though they yeah. give credit to God, if that makes sense. Um, and so yeah, then makes total sense. maybe for people who were really like that and then they leave the church, they don't, they don't know how to own their decisions. They, 
because they, they, if they don't pray anymore, they're like, well, God isn't telling me what to do anymore. So they can't own it as their own, maybe. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. That makes perfect sense. Yep. Because they don't have this um, comfort. The comfort. Like this fallback, right. you know? Right. Yeah. That, exactly. oh, it'll just work out. Which is another good segue into <laughs> <laughs> spooky Mormon hell dreams. Did I get it correct this time? You did. <laughs> Yay! Okay, so guys, so after I watched the musical, and it was fabulous, the next day, I woke up, and things were fine, every, you know, just a normal day, had my little crumpet, and some tea, and coffee, enjoying my nice, you know, British breakfast in the, it's not really the countryside, um, in London, just, you know, enjoying it, it was lovely, had the fireplace going, and then I got a little rumble in the tum-tum. Rut row. <laughs> and well, it's a bit rumbly, as they say, when they're in London. That's a terrible <laughs> accent. I'm sorry if you're listening. Sorry about it. <laughs> oh, that was actually pretty good. Or I say it's good, but I'm sure anyone who's English so is listening. <laughs> they're like, get her out of here. <laughs> get out of here, stupid Americans. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Needless to say, it was not just a little coffee poo. It was, unfortunately, a super bad stomach virus, um, which led to me throwing up for hours, like, awful, 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 like, even to the point where it was, like, I was barely conscious, apparently, like, I don't remember some of this, and, like, Oh, guys, it was just really bad. I mean, bless bless my boyfriend's family because they had to put up with me, like, shitting on the bed. So that happened. (laughs) Poor thing. What what better way to, uh, you know, be welcomed into the family and into their home than by shitting on their their bed twice (laughs) and in his mom's robe. So that was just delightful. Oh, no. just curled up in the fetal position with the paramedics in the room and you know I'm throwing up and shitting myself and then crying to my boyfriend like it's happening again I'm pooping myself Um, yeah so that happened and it was delightful slash it wasn't it was (laughs) the worst experience um but during that experience, actually, there was a point when I was so bad, like, I was just, like, oh, it was the worst I've ever felt. And I remember thinking, like, God's cursing me because I watched the Book of Mormon musical last night. And <clears throat> that was, like, making fun of the Mormon church. And, like, this is the the only true church. And, like, I've left it. And I'm an apostate. And, like, I watched this musical. And I laughed about it. And I, you know, talked about temple ceremonies and the most sacred things and you know blah blah like all of these thoughts are running through my head and I'm con I'm just thinking like this is what I deserve like this is me being cursed and y'all it got to the point where I even prayed like I was like god I'm so sorry like you know take this pain away from me blah 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 and even though that only lasted for about maybe a minute or two it was still long enough for me to recognize that that's still something that's really like ingrained inside me that yeah. it's hard to shake off. It took me yeah. a while. And then even in that, point, I was like, okay, what are you doing? Like, this isn't why, like, 
you got a virus. Like that's, it's just a virus. Everyone had it. It's going around like crazy. It's, it has nothing to do with the fact that you watch the Book of Mormon musical and that God's cursing you. And that if you pray to him, you're somehow going to get better because it doesn't work that way either. Like it just has to run its course and that's it. Yeah. But when you're that sick and you don't know what's happening, I, I can imagine I would have maybe done the same thing even. Yeah, it's interesting that that's your first, or maybe it's not, it wasn't my first, but it got to that point, maybe my last resort of like, okay, maybe God is out there. Maybe, you know, I we've been wrong this whole time about this podcast and about this religion <sighs> and I'm being cursed and so I better repent and change my ways. And it's just interesting because then the next day, you know, you wake up and you're fine and it's like, no, it, it really didn't have anything to do <laughs> with me watching this musical or with me having this podcast with you or with me, you know, living in sin outside of marriage and stuff, you know, like none of that. It's all just bullshit, you know? Yeah. It is really all there to like control you with fear. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then it was funny. So the next day we went, or maybe it wasn't the next day, but the day after we went for a walk and, um, yeah, my boyfriend's family was kind of mentioned, like even, you know, he brought up like, uh, you know, I thought of you in this like spooky Mormon hell dream and his sister as well. And like, oh, maybe you thought like, oh, because you watched this musical, you're being cursed. And I was like, that's funny that you already, like you noticed that. Um, because for me that I, you know, that's something that you think that only Mormons would pick up on because you're like, well, as a Mormon, everything that we do is so unique and so <laughs> different. And they watch the musical once and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you probably thought that, right? <laughs> like, that you were cursed and uh, that that's the reason why you got sick. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're not that special. That's that's what it was. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's my experience with the dream. I mean, everyone has, I'm sure, several of them, but that was my most recent one, and especially in connection to Book of Mormon musical. So if you guys have any spooky Mormon uh, hell dreams, please send them in because they're very interesting. They're so interesting, and it sucks that all, like, I think all of us have gone through it and I think the active Mormons probably do as well because I know I did when I was Mormon like you're so afraid of I think for me like leaving the church I I was so scared of losing my family because they like hold that up as blackmail like if you leave the church not only are you susceptible to Satan and demons but also you won't be with your family after you die so mm-hmm. <laughs> there's that all of that fear causes you to stay or then deal with the trauma of it after you leave. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, which I don't know if it really ever goes away fully. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe after many, many, many years, but who knows? Lots of therapy, probably. (laughs) That's the thing, though. I kind of, I was talking to Jay about this once, like, oh, you know, I haven't gone to therapy in a year, but um, I think it was after one of my sessions and I was talking to Jay about it and just kind of like, you know, eventually if I keep going, I'll get through it and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I remember him saying something that kind of hit me and I was a bit offended, but I think it's true. And why well, I don't think I know it's true. 
that I know the Book of Mormon is true. Wow, <laughs> the church is true. Wow, um, the church is true. Happy <laughs> Sabbath. <laughs> this isn't forced at all. <laughs> um, but he just made a point that he's like, you know, I don't think. I, he's like, in, in all honesty, and I don't mean this in the wrong way, but I don't think you'll ever, this is something that you'll ever get over. I think it's something that you will always not have to maybe deal with, sounds a bit harsh, but just something that you'll always come across in your life because, right. you know, it was such a big part of your early childhood and your adulthood and everything yeah. like that. Those are the years that you learn the most and you grow and, you know, that's, that was such a huge part of your life that that's something it's going to take years and maybe your entire life to undo. And that's okay. Like I think once you accept that and realize that it's not going to happen overnight. And we've said this from, you know, episode one, that there, this isn't something that you just all of a sudden you leave the church and instantly you're an ex Mormon and you're free of it all. And you have, you know, no connections or no trauma from the church. It doesn't work that way. You know, there's always something that you have to deal with and to come across and learn how to say, okay, no, this isn't true. This isn't reality. These are thoughts and this is thoughts brought on by the Mormon church. Let's separate that from reality, which is a lot easier said than done. But um, yeah, it's an ongoing process for sure. You know what else was hard for me to separate, which it's kind of, I don't know if it, I wouldn't say silly, but looking back on it now, losing the idea, like losing, I guess, the hold onto the idea of sin was, it took a long time for me. Like, (laughs) and because now I don't even believe that sin is a thing, obviously. But when like your whole family believes that sin is a thing and you're taught that like, everything you do is going to be judged morally by God, like losing, letting that go was something that took me a long time too. the sin concept. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And just not, yeah, I I don't even know how I can add on to that. That was perfectly said. (laughs) But yeah, this, this idea of that, you know, oh, every time you take a sip of coffee, or you take a sip of alcohol, or you have sex outside of marriage, or you swear, or you wear a bikini, and you, you know, don't wear garments, that it's not a sin. Like that, to me, is still exactly what you're saying. It's, it's a hard thing to let go of, and not to be so harsh. And kind of what that episode we did about being judgmental as a Mormon and ex-Mormon, it's still not even myself considering it a sin, but also projecting that onto others by if I see them doing that, like instead of thinking of it as a sin or being judgmental, just being like, there's nothing to think about it. Like that's just just a thing that you're doing. It's not a sin. (laughs) And something I've noticed about a lot of Mormon like sins aren't even things that would be technically considered as to human beings as like moral you know where I guess there's things that they mm-hmm. consider a sin that could be immoral like murder or rape yeah, those are technically sins in the Mormon church but then like you just said things like drinking green tea is also a <laughs> sin <laughs> or showing your shoulders like the how are those yeah no spending money on Sunday which is the one that like people are so shocked when they hear and I always forget about that one that one's like such a such a big one funny yeah or even like I did want to 
before we wrap it up, um, there's another interesting, like, so I obviously, again, as I mentioned, I don't want to go into details with the Book of Mormon musical because I think you should just all watch it and enjoy it. But obviously, it's about missionary work. Like, everyone knows that, at least. Like, I knew that going into it. And uh, the way that the missionaries are portrayed, like, <laughs> down to a T, like, everything is spot on. Oh, it's, it's so like, good. You laugh so much, but you're also like, yeah, but that's so sad that that's what they're doing. <laughs> like, oh, and they're teaching and like, but I, so I wanted, I wanted to read a gem of a journal entry. It was just perfect. <laughs> it was like, Celestial Jesus just knew that I was going to talk about this topic today with you, Katie, and was like, this is going to be the journal entry that you open up on. And that's what I did. Oh, uh, hallelujah. Praise <laughs> me. I- <laughs> So, for those of you who didn't grow up Mormon, missionaries are often called on to give blessings. And because, I don't know, I don't really know. I guess it's just, like, the easiest one. So, like, oh, priesthood blessing. Also because they have wieners and they can. Women can't because they have vaginas (laughs) and they're not allowed. And the young boys have the priesthood authority. So, they're they're wizards, apparently. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So this is a journal entry from December 2012. Oh, okay. All right. Guys, ready? It's (laughs) it's, It's in relation to priesthood blessings and missionary work. And um, I'm so ready. I I think of. um, So, okay. Sorry. You guys are probably getting really annoyed at me and just like, just fucking read the entry, but little backstory. So on priesthood blessings, like when I would get them, it was like, you're taught that they're unique and like literally God is talking to you. So, and if you have a creative, right, dominant brain like me, is it called right, dominant, right, right? Um, I think so. I think that's right. Guys, I question myself too much these days because <laughs> I'm going to blame it on my illness and that I shit my pants this weekend. Oh, so God. that's what it Girl. is. Um, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So if you have like a more creative imagination or whatever, you like, you know, I studied English lit. I interpret all this shit. So when they would give a blessing, I'd be like, oh, my God, that one word there means this in this oh, one. Oh, yeah here means this and this and this and so like you come out and it's like the blessing is very personalized to you even though it's really not it's like the most generic lines that they tell every single person that can be loosely interpreted to mean anything basically right but at the time you think it's like these missionaries and these like divine inspiration from God given to these missionaries that are like (laughs) telling you exactly what to do with your life right so you're oh my god if I'm just worthy enough to get one of these blessings then it's great and it's going to be just for me so as a Mormon I would write these down and when I would read read and these were by from missionaries by the way if you're not Mormon or have never been Mormon these missionaries are 18 year old boys that do not know anything let's just exactly I mean, they do go to, go to the MTC for training, but they're teenagers. Anyways, continue. <laughs> and so imagine like 18, 19 year old boy, and I was 24 at this time. Oh my so gosh. I'm so older you're, than yeah, them. you're older than them. <laughs> oh, 
but because they have a dick, they're inspired and more knowledgeable. So yeah, they got him. They have the magic stick. (laughs) They have the magic stick. Ew, I hate, I hate that I said that. No. (laughs) (laughs) Back to baby Sarah, 2012. Baby Molly Mormon Sarah. Mm -hmm. Here we go. I've been thinking about getting a blessing for a long time now, but pride just kept getting in the way. I'm so stressed about many things and about being in Germany, but I felt like I should just give up and go home. However, I swallowed my pride and I asked for a blessing, and I'm so grateful I did. Here's what the blessing says. (laughs) You are so cute. I love that you wrote pride was getting in the way. Oh, Oh my god, so gross. Okay, bullet point number one. (laughs) (laughs) Heavenly Father loves me and is especially aware of my needs at this time of the year. Bullet point number two. Heavenly Father wants me to be patient and understanding my role here in Germany. I do have a role here and a reason. A role and a reason. (laughs) Heavenly Father wants me to be patient and to not lose hope. He wants me to continue to draw close to the spirit and to rely upon the Book of Mormon. Next (sighs) day work means many will be touched by my great attitude and smile. And your great ass. (laughs) (laughs) And my big old titties. That's what it comes. Um. Here we go. Remember to read the scriptures in the Book of Mormon and to not be sloppy. What to not that? be sloppy? I don't even know what that means. That was in they they yes. told you to not be sloppy in your blessing. That's why it's so obvious that it's just the German dude giving me a blessing because like that's like a basically like I need to be orderly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Prepare for something big to happen in your life. Heavenly Father wants you to be prepared for a huge event and change that is about to happen to you. You know what? That's that could be taken in any single way. Like you were just saying, like exactly. that could be something huge, or that could be something like I don't know, you get a new I don't know. You get a new couch. Oh, it's a huge big deal. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> like, and that's whatever you the, want. <laughs> and that's the shit that like mess with my head all the time because you're like constantly waiting for it. Like, oh, is this the big thing? Oh no. Yeah. Oh, is this the big thing? And it's like, no, like there's nothing going to happen. It's just literally they have like they say the same priesthood blessing every single time. Like it's not unique. It's like the priesthood holders basically just like memorize or like have a certain set of lines that they use and they might change up the wording every once in a while, but it's the same thing. Like it's not like every one of these points literally had nothing to do with what I was going through at that time. Like I remember being really stressed about money because I was in Germany. I didn't have a job. I was stressed about my living situation, but what did any points tell me what to do about that? (laughs) No, Uh they told no, me to no. not be sloppy and to read the Book of Mormon <laughs> and do missionary work. <laughs> Don't be None sloppy. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, here we go. Um, I finish it with, 
I know the priesthood is real. I know the Heavenly Father loves me and knows me individually. I am a special daughter of God, and I know I need to improve my life in order to receive the blessings I've been promised. So, again, this idea that I wasn't being worthy enough or that I was in this low point in my life because God was cursing me because I wasn't doing the things that I needed to be doing. That breaks my heart. Like, I need to make my life better so that I can get blessings. If that's true, what kind of a dick is God? Like, no, I won't bless you until you do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this, because you're a worthless garbage human, and I could bless you, I just won't until you do all these other things. Like, that's horrible. And it was like this constant fear of, like, Anytime something bad happened, it was because I wasn't worthy enough. I wasn't reading the scriptures enough. I wasn't praying enough. I was masturbating too much. I was whatever, like sinning too much, like or apparently my you were boobs. apparently you were too sloppy. I, was I don't too know. Sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, any of you guys know me, which you don't. Katie knows me, but some of the listeners know me. I'm like weirdly like obsessive with cleaning and like being orderly. Like it stresses yeah. me out when I'm not. So I, I was like, I, I think it's not. in her house when I was in Berlin and it is spotless. <laughs> <laughs> like cleaner than a lot of the Airbnbs I stayed in. So yeah. <laughs> Those missionaries did not know what they were doing when they were giving you that blessing, obviously. <laughs> I know, I'm like trying to think like, was my room untidy? But I wouldn't have, I I'm like the the type of person, very Southern, that like I would never have anyone come to my house if it wasn't spotless. Like if there's like a little bit mess, like any type of mess, I'm like mortified if they come over. I'm like, oh, my God, let me. And I'm the type that'll, y'all, it's so ridiculous. Like even though I know I've cleaned my apartment, I still say like, sorry, it's a bit messy. (laughs) People are like. I used to do that all the time. And then people were like you're ridiculous this isn't messy and I'm like I know I'm fishing for a compliment exactly (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like trying to think like what in the hell my room couldn't have been that messy but yeah apparently I was too sloppy you guys apparently too sloppy with too big of boobies and God just couldn't handle it (laughs) Um, well I think that's that's it guys that's the end of the episode and yeah that was a good one good thank you for sharing your story with us Sarah sorry you were so violently deathly ill but (laughs) I think it made for a good a good topic something good to address that like if any of you listeners are experiencing this or if you have a low point and you start to freak out and think that maybe you got it wrong maybe the Mormons are right like just listen to this episode, know that everything's okay, it'll pass, you're fine, you're safe, nothing's gonna possess you, we're all good, yeah. And you're not being cursed. No, no. (laughs) Not at all. And also, you know, if you're gonna get sick, maybe wear a diaper in your boyfriend's bed so you don't shit their bed. (laughs) Do that too. (laughs) Takeaways from this episode. (laughs) Do that as well. All right, everyone, make sure you go leave us a good review and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.